0: Welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Very warm welcome to you, especially if it's your first time joining us. If you're back for another part of this series, welcome back. And if you're part of our church family, it's so good to just have you connect with us again as we head into part five of more than just a decision. Now, you may have in the past used or heard other people use the statement, just one more, just one more. A couple of weeks ago, I was out riding with some friends and uh, We were off-road riding. We'd found this really nice tricky section with a bit of a high risk factor. So we just kept the camera rolling in case we would get some really good footage. Uh, But while we were riding, we must have run it about four or five times when everyone in the group was really satisfied, felt like it was good, and we could now move on. And then one of the guys in the group looked at us and said, Just one more. Now, if there's something that I've found, especially in writing, is that nothing good happens after just one more. But it's not just in writing. It's in life, isn't it? In life, it's very seldom that just one more adds to the moment, adds to my life, adds to your life. No, more often than not, just one more subtracts, it takes away. Not convinced? (laughs) Think about this. Just one more helping of pudding. Just one more drink. Just one more shop and swipe of the credit card. You see, the truth be told is that one more more often leads to less of the things that we value most in life. To speak into this, think about your driving habits. Maybe I should speak about my driving habits. Most of us would drive as close to or just over the speed limit. Maybe that isn't you. That would be rather unusual. But the truth be told, most of us drive there. Most of us drive just on or just over the speed limit. Now, the truth be told, most of us want to drive as fast as we can legally get away with it. So we will drive over the speed limit, but not fast enough to get stopped or pulled over by a cop. Why? Because we don't want to get caught. Why is this? You see, our natural inclination is to live as close to the line as what we possibly can. You may be saying, Ramon, what line? I'm so glad you asked. It's that line. It's the line between legal and illegal. It's that line between responsible and irresponsible. It's that line between moral and immoral. Between ethical and unethical. It's that line between, I'm still in control and I really need help. And fueling this is an assumption that says, if it's not wrong, it's all right. (laughs) If it's not illegal, it's permissible. If it's not immoral, it's acceptable. If it's not over the line, it should be fine. You don't need to set the bar that low for yourself. Why? Because let's be honest, none of us set the bar that low for any of our loved ones. Husbands, think about it. You don't set the bar that low when it comes to your wife's interaction with other men. Wives, you don't set the bar that low when it comes to your husband's interaction with other women. As parents, we wouldn't set the bar that low to our children's moral and ethical decision-making process. We wouldn't set the bar that low for their own personal safety. But yet somehow we kind of slip into this thing where, we, where we're so okay with setting the bar that low for ourselves. You see, it all kind of stems from this place of of saying, how close to the line can I get and be okay? I mean, how many times have you asked yourself that? How many times have I asked myself that? How close to the line can I get and be okay? What we're really asking is, how close to bad can I get without being bad? How close to wrong can I get without actually being wrong? How close to sin can I get? If you're a religious person or have a walk of faith of of some sorts, how close to sin can I get without actually sinning? But you see, this question of how close to the line can I get never ends there. It always leads somewhere. And it leads to the question of how far over the line can I go and still be okay? How long can I neglect my family, my health, my finances, and not suffer the long-term effects of that decision? How much... Can I indulge in addictive behavior without actually becoming addictive? Ultimately, it's because we're asking the wrong question. And the question that we're asking is, is there anything wrong with this? Which normally leads to the question, how on earth do I get myself out of this? Ladies and gentlemen, that's why we don't want anyone close to us, any of our loved ones, living with this frame of thinking. And it's not because of where they are, but it's because of where this way of thinking will ultimately lead them. The good news is that there is a better question. In fact... There are better questions. We've been covering them over the last couple of weeks. And if we are willing to ask the question, if we're willing to answer it honestly and then act courageously on the honest answer, then we set ourselves up to avoid very avoidable regrets. The first question that we would face, that, 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 that we would ask ourselves is the integrity question. The integrity question is, am I being honest with myself, really? Am I being honest with, my, what's my real motive in doing what I'm about to do? The second question is the legacy question, which is, what is the story that I want to tell? When this is nothing more than a story I tell, what is the story that I want to tell? And then the question that we dealt with last week, the conscience question, which asks, is there a tension that deserves my attention? On paper, everything seems right and fine and legit and everyone's encouraging me to go for it. But something inside is causing attention tension that I shouldn't ignore. And when I don't ignore it, but pay attention to it, I find out why. Which leads us to this week's question, the maturity question. Now there's a bit of a disclaimer on this question. And that is this. It's called the maturity question. Because in order to ask, answer and act on this question, it requires maturity. It brings us back to the, uh, the, the, the statement that we um, asked you to memorize with us, uh, one of King Solomon's statements, the, the, the scripture, where he just says that the prudent see danger coming and take refuge, but the simple, they keep going and pay the penalty. And whether or not we are willing to ask this question will really determine Which side of this proverb we find ourselves on? With the prudent, the wise, or with the simple, the naive, who can't connect the dots and ultimately find themselves in a world of regret? So the maturity question for you and for me today is this. What is the wise thing to do. What is the wise thing to do? Not the right thing to do, not the best thing to do, the wise thing to do. When it comes to my family, when it comes to my health, my finances, my profession, my relationships, what is the wise thing for me to do? It might be moral, it might be ethical, it might be, be, uh, be really good. It, 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 it may not even be wrong, but that's not the question. The question is, what is the wise thing for me to do? You see, the truth be told, a decision can be not wrong and unwise at the same time. I'd venture to guess that your greatest regrets come at the string of unwise decisions that you've made in the past. It may have seemed like the right decision to make, like the moral decision, the ethical decision, but if you look back on it, you realize, man, it definitely wasn't the wise decision to make. Now our first three questions were anchored in some ancient wisdom and today's fourth question is no different. It too is anchored in some ancient wisdom, this time from from the Apostle Paul as he writes his letter to the church in Ephesus and we find it today in the book of Ephesians where he says this to them. He says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, and there's our word, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And what Paul's really doing in this moment is he's inviting us to view every decision that we make in every aspect of life through the filter of what is the wise thing for me to do. I want to be found amongst the wise, the prudent. (laughs) What is the wise thing for me to do? Then he says, making the most of every opportunity. In the original language, This phrase, this statement speaks into us ransoming the time. It speaks into buying up the time or or to rescue from loss. It's like he's talking about us redeeming the time in this moment. What he's doing is he's inviting us to invest our time wisely to propel us into a better future. And then he ends us off with saying, because the days are evil. Now, let's get real. We don't need to explain that too much, do we? That's just where we live, <laughs> the days are evil. What do we mean? Man, culture is not gonna help you in this area. Culture is not gonna help you in these moments. No, our culture doesn't push us to ask, what is the wise thing to do? Culture doesn't push us to wait. Culture pushes us to act. Culture doesn't push us to to ask good questions. No, culture pushes us to to make an instant decision. You see, culture will bait you. (laughs) It will kind of push you to the edge of of regret. And then it will push you over the edge and just leave you in a world of it. Now question today is, what is the wise thing to do? We need to ask this question in three different ways. If we really want it to land within our lives and make the impact that it should, the three different points that we need to ask it from is from our past, from our present, and from our future. So we need to start asking the question this way. In the light of my past experience, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? In the light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do let's begin with with the first part of that statement in the light of my past experiences what's the wise thing for me to do I can remember when I met my wife um, the day I met her actually it was a couple of days later I was like man the search is over I found the girl <laughs> I'm I'm done looking, like this is it. This is exactly who I want to spend the rest of my life with. The problem was that I knew that I had past relationship decisions that needed to be dealt with that hadn't been dealt with. In the light of my past experiences, the wise thing was probably not to enter into a new relationship So I went and I found a counsellor and I spent several months with that counsellor, doing what? (laughs) Man, just dealing with my past experiences and through dealing with my past experiences and making a couple of phone calls and apologising to some people and working through this stuff, I reached a point where my past experience was no longer going to be this massive factor In my relationship moving forward with this incredible girl. Now, in truth, was it wrong for me to go into a new relationship? No. Was it immoral, unethical, illegal (laughs) for me to go into a new relationship? No, not at all. Was it wise in the light of my past experiences for me to go into? A new relationship. No. But you see once I'd dealt with that I still believe that to this day it's one of the keys to the fact that my wife and I look down the road and see an incredible future together. Why? Because in the light of my past experiences I paid attention and chose to hit the brakes Ask some good questions, deal with the answers, and act on them courageously. So, today, in the light of your past experiences, what is the wise thing to do? Maybe it means for you that there's some people that you shouldn't be hanging out with, some places that you shouldn't be going, some things that you shouldn't be engaging with, Because in the light of your past experiences, they may lead to places that you don't want to go back to. In the light of your past experiences, what is the right thing to do? Then, in the light of your current circumstances, what's the right thing to do? You see, we all in our current circumstances are dealing with emotions. (laughs) We're all dealing with mindsets. And I know that the worst place in the world that I should ever consider making a decision is while I'm sitting in traffic or driving a car. Why? Because I'm dealing with emotions and I'm dealing with a mindset that is very far from the sort of emotions and mindset that you need to make wise decisions. On a completely unrelated topic, when I'm angry, I should not be dealing with making decisions. Why? Because my emotions and my mindset first need to be dealt with. And you see, when we stop and ask ourselves these good questions, it pauses things. It gives us that moment. It gives us that space to be able to deal with those emotions, to deal with those mindsets. To the point where we can then make wise decisions. Maybe when I spoke about my previous relationship issue it triggered something in you where you may have just come out of a really bad breakup or just come out of a divorce and you've kind of been planning on just jumping back into the dating pool And maybe for you today, in the light of your current experience, your current emotional state and your current mindset that you are still working through hurt and brokenness and and all of these things that come with these sorts of breakups, maybe the wise thing for you to do is to hit pause. Ask yourself a couple of good questions. Deal with those emotions, those mindsets, to the point where you can... With confidence, go back into a relationship knowing that your past isn't going to leave you in a world of regret. Then, in the light of your future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for you to do? I'm not going to lie, it's probably one of the toughest things for me when I'm dealing with high school students or university students who make a decision that they'll have to carry for the next decade or two or more that will drastically jeopardize their education opportunities, their job opportunities, as a result, their relationship opportunities, just because they didn't stop in the moment and ask, what is the wise thing for me to do? Yes, it'll be fun. No, it's not really bad. It's none of these things. But man, is it wise? I see it with parents making decisions with regards to, to their their decisions relationally with their kids and how that drastically impacts future relationship with their kids just because they didn't ask what is the wise thing for me to do folks who 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 are struggling in their workspace right now because they made decisions before stopping and just asking hey what is the wise thing for me to do you see, asking the, 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 um, asking the maturity question makes our best options super clear to us. In fact, they make them so clear that so often we kind of want to run to our previous excuses that, that left us in the space where we were making some not so wise decision. You know the excuses I'm talking about. Those, those excuses like, man, I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> People do this all the time. I'm not hurting anyone. <laughs> hey, I can handle it. There's no law against this. And God will forgive me. <laughs> and our excuses are persuasive because our excuses are mostly true. Because yes. You aren't doing anything wrong yet. And yes, a lot of people are doing it, and you can handle it at the moment. And it's not illegal, and yes, God will forgive you. But so what? That's not the point, is it? The purpose of our fourth question isn't to stop you from doing something wrong, but it's to stop you from doing something unwise. You see, ladies and gentlemen, unwise is the gateway to regret. It paves the way to the point of no return. So let's put away our old worn out excuses once and for all. The only purpose that they've ever served in our lives is to just diminish our ability to hear the voices of wisdom in our lives. Your excuses have escorted you to the threshold of regret over and over and over. They've left you with secrets that you hope your loved ones will never discover. They've left you with stories that you will never tell. And they've introduced you to shame and memories that you can't erase. Your excuses have facilitated the demise of your hopes and your dreams. They are not your friends and it's time to let them go. It's time to decide that I will do what is wise. I will do what is wise. and Andy Stanley in his book, Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets, speaks about when he's teaching this to high school students and university students. He's got a little rhyme that he teaches them to help them remember. And I think that little rhyme is so useful for you and for me. And his little rhyme is this. He says, there's good and there's bad, but that's not my cue. But rather, what is the wise thing to do? There's good and there's bad, But that's not my cue. But rather, what is the wise thing to do? Guys and ladies, today let's choose not to settle for good, not to settle for legal or permissible or acceptable or tolerable or not prosecutable or normal. No, you are better than that you deserve better than that even more importantly your loved ones the people who love you the most who depend on you the most who rely on you the most they deserve better so ask yourself in the light of my past experiences my current circumstances and my future hopes and dreams what is the right thing to do. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, just that we could wrestle through this content today, Lord. Lord, that you could come and just challenge us in this way. Lord, for us to look past the questions that we've asked ourselves in the past, Lord. Not how do I get away with this? Or how close can I get? How far is too far? Uh, How how good is good enough? And how bad isn't bad enough just yet? But Lord, that today we could move from that standpoint, change our thinking and start asking ourselves the question, what is the wise thing to do? Lord I thank you that we can just be reminded of the words of Paul where he says be careful how you live not as unwise but as wise. May we choose to do the wise thing. May we choose to ask ourselves the right questions. Answer them honestly and act on them courageously. And we thank you for this in Jesus name. Amen. We love you. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrang.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.